You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome to this week's episode of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. This week, I um, I have the pleasure with speaking with Simon from the Belgian death metal group uh, Carnation. We've been going, I think, back and forth with some uh, trying to do this for a couple weeks now. So I'm glad that we finally were able to do it, uh, even though they just already had an album come out. And they've, you know, gotten on a couple of magazine covers. But luckily, Simon, we have you on today. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's getting a little chillier here where I live. It's about 68 degrees today in uh, North Florida. So uh, you're, you're based in Belgium. So I would assume it's a little, uh, little chilly there, too. Yeah, it's actually quite cold. And it's been raining nonstop for like two weeks, I think. Wow. So uh, it's, the weather's quite awful at the moment yeah it's been a little wet here the last couple of days too so you know go figure we're having the same well not really the same weather <laughs> but similar similar weather yeah. yeah it seems so so you guys just uh just released your third studio album curse morality and that was uh was it that's your second with season of mist correct no it's uh, the first. third one with uh, season of mist oh third, third. yeah okay. first yeah all three of them came out on uh season of mist yeah nice um and that's your third album but you also had one in between that was a live album and yeah you were busy all last year releasing single after single after single uh which which was all on um correct me if i'm wrong they're all on the curse morality uh lp right yeah so um this year we've been releasing a lot of singles uh like in the months before the album release because uh we felt like there was a lot of strong material on the album that could work as singles. And we really, we really wanted to highlight a lot of songs on the album and, and really give them the, 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 some attention by themselves. And that's why uh, we decided to go for a lot of singles and a lot of music videos and stuff. So that's the approach we went for. Do you find that that helped out with the release or is it something like, it, does it differ from your previous rollouts for the last couple albums? And like, how did that, you know, how did this new way of doing it, you know, affect the release overall? I think it actually, it's very different compared to before because for the, the, the first album and the second album, we only did, I think, three singles for each. And that was fine. That was, that was cool. But I feel like um, in the modern way of consuming music has changed a little bit. Um, and there's a lot more attention going to like singles or like, um the the attention span or time or, or the time spent on, on on one album or something is, is getting a lot shorter so we wanted to extend the the cycle a bit or or the cycle leading up to the album by doing a lot of different singles and and like 
also trying we, we have different elements on the new album and like trying different kinds of songs as singles to like uh attract different audiences and um i must say i'm i'm quite happy that we went this way i'm quite, quite happy that we did so many singles um on one hand it was quite challenging because the the ramp up time is long and it's a lot of hard work and a lot of um deadlines you need to need, need to take care of but um on the other hand i feel like it made sure that a lot of that, that, that was picked up very well now when the album finally came out because we've been ramping up so long and perhaps for one single uh that segment really caught up but then the other uh, in the another single another segment uh really had the chance to listen to it so now after all of the singles released i feel like we were able to reach a larger larger audience compared to the previous two albums yeah yeah, that, yeah there, i, I... I definitely caught wind of a couple singles uh, that I listened to more than just the one time we posted them. Uh, and so that's kind of how this podcast started coming around uh, because, you know, and again, when I start doing some, re- I don't do a grand amount of research for these podcasts. So it's, so it seems more natural, but then <laughs> I also kind of, you know, back myself into a corner sometimes because, you know, I'm the guy at lamb goat and I should know all these things. Right. But there's too there's too many fucking bands, Simon. There's too many bands, too many genres, too many understand. Yeah. So you know what I mean. I try to keep it as natural as possible. But um, yeah, that's how I kind of got into uh, you guys. And when I started doing some research, you know, there's not like a whole lot of stuff, at least uh, on the U.S. based uh, media outlets that I could find. Mm. You know, so I spent a lot of time on like the metal, whatever metal encyclopedia Metallicum or whatever it's called or whatever whatever that. Uh, you know, metal wiki that I touch base with like on a daily basis for the most part. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, so did, was it so, I mean, like, does that affect the releasing singles, like staggering singles throughout like the course of a couple of months and approaching releasing, I mean, approaching the rollout of the album like that, does that, and with the people's, like you just admit, like you just said, uh, attention spans are a little different. This, that, the other, yada, yada. They ingest music in a different way. Do you write new albums differently as in like, cause you know, traditionally you would write an album that someone's going to sit with from like, you know, maybe an hour. They'll have the time to listen to track one to track, whatever the end of, ending track is. Do you approach writing differently and, does that change what the album is for you guys? Um, no, I don't think we, we changed the way we, we approach writing an album. We still always like we, we don't go we don't approach it with the intent to write like singles and combine them for an album or something. We still approach writing music as writing albums. Um, that's still we still feel like the, the, the album format has, uh, has a lot of value in especially in the metal scene. Like in, in other for other music genres, it's becoming less and less sense. Uh, it makes less and less sense to, to release albums because it's been more single driven. But for the metal, like the metal uh, genre, it's it's still very important to really focus on albums, in my opinion, because it's 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 it has this emotional aspect, or, or I don't know how to to clarify. But um, yeah, we still approach it very much from from the album's point of view. But we're trying to do like um, do the album thing, but also um, include the single aspect of it by by promoting as many tracks on the album as possible as standalone singles. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a bit of both, I would say, a bit of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. It's because you know a lot of 
people in our world do like to uh, write or listen to an album all the way through. And sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is a cohesive kind of piece of work. But, you know, in the near, I'm not in the near, but in the uh, recent past, you know, I think some people may have abandoned that just to stay more relevant. I don't want to say stay more relevant, but stay more prevalent in the focus of like social media and just their fan base Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And uh, I think some bands just don't even release albums anymore they just kind of like release songs or tracks or packs of songs mm-hmm. and at a, at a whim so um interesting uh interesting thing i thought i found about this new album that you guys did you guys recorded it in milwaukee but like i like we said earlier you're uh, no you, we, we we record we uh we mastered oh no i'm sorry mastered it in milwaukee sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry i got it backwards <laughs> yeah so you recorded it in belgium mastered it in yeah, milwaukee yeah. Um, what was the what was the decision behind that? So um, to start from the from the beginning, so um, our bass player Yarna he has his own recording studio. It's the Project Zero studio, and every album that we've made so far, we've always recorded it ourselves with with our bass player Yarna uh, because it's just it's so much more enjoyable for us to like have our own place and have our own equipment and. Don't, we're not really uh, we don't have any time constraints we can just do whatever we want and like oh today's it's not gonna happen today then we'll just do continue tomorrow uh, it's it's a lot more flex for us uh, so that's how we roll re- uh, regarding recordings and then the mixing is also something that we try to just let Yarna uh, have, his, have his go at uh, but then with mastering then we for every album we decide to like include someone uh, uh, an outside party mm-hmm. To have like uh, two fresh ears to listen to the to the album and like um, give his opinion on what should what we should change on the on the final mix or something. It's just like because Yarna is, is is doing all that work on the album for like weeks and weeks and months on end, and he might start to like he might go crazy listening to the same thing over I and over again. You. So I get we, that. we we need some fresh ears, and that's when we decide to do the mastering by a, a different party or someone else. And for this album, we were looking around at different mastering engineers and um, Joel really uh, stood out to us because we felt like the, the way uh, he does his mastering really worked with the album that we, that we recorded and, and, and um, that we had written. Uh, for, the, for the previous albums, we used different, uh, different mastering engineers. But, um, and at those times, we also felt like we, we made the right choice for that album. But this time, Joel was the real uh, was uh, really the best decision, and that's why we decided to work with him um, for this album. Yeah, interesting. And um, <clears throat> how do you like? How do you know when it sounds perfect, or do you, is it, does it ever sound perfect? You know what I mean? Because like, like you were just saying, like you could spend so much time with it, the material that you just get used to the way it sounds, and then obviously, like you know, you may not you may not be able to hear it differently, but then you give, you pass it on to somebody else. But like, what are they like, do you have like a checklist, like that certain things need to be boxed or, you know, be checked off and you're like, Oh, that sounds great. Or, and in the, on the other side, have you ever kind of like worked with somebody or had someone, you don't have to name them or, or, you know, put them on blast, but have you, have you ever done that with anyone and gotten the finished product back and you were like, Ooh, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this, give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. 
If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lambgoat or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, it's it's there's there's no there's no checklist I can tell you that it's just um, I mean it's never perfect in my opinion it's never perfect um, and it also happens a lot that like when you release an album or and and for example the the songs from the first two albums uh, we still play those live very often and after you've played them so 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 many times there's there's like minor differences that start appearing that. Um, that you do live unconsciously, and then if you, at some point you start li- re-listening to the, those those first albums, you're like, "Man, this is really different compared to what I'm doing live right now." So um, it's it, it, it's never perfect because perhaps if I w- if I would re-record the vocals for the first and the second album at this moment, I would it would probably change to the way I'm doing it live right now. Mm. So it's 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 quite hard to say something is perfect. Um, <laughs> But you have to let it go at some point as well, because if you keep hammering on it, if you keep changing stuff, then you're always going to find something else that you might want to change. Or, or, or if it, it might be like you have a balance, and when you when you change one thing, it the, the, it it really disrupts the other stuff. So it's far more important to look for like the perfect or like the best possible balance with all the elements that you've got, and that's something that's that I think we've learned for this album mostly, or, or like we've been learning towards the, the recording session for this album, that really the balance is very important between all the elements in the sound, like um, especially for this album, because now we have like like uh, acoustic guitars and clean guitars and clean vocals. It's like, that's a very different, those are very different instruments to, to combine compared to like on the previous two albums, we, yeah. we didn't have those elements. And now you have to like, Think about how you're going to incorporate them in the mix or in the balance of the of the of the, of the sound. So it's it's never perfect, but yeah. you have to look for something that you that you really find like this will this will definitely work or this really suits the overall uh, balance of the album. Um, but of course, when we're when we're recording an album, we're of course very much fixated on every detail when recording or, or, or mixing. Um, and sometimes people also are not, uh, don't have the same opinion on, on something. And then, and we are very democratic about it and we like vote and stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. That was, that was going to be a, another follow-up question as like, is there a, is there a band boss that makes the call like <laughs> song is done or, you know, that sounds great. Or is it kind of like a collaborative effort to where you all decide like, okay, we, we have to let this one go. It's as good as it's going to get, or, you know, uh, yeah, this sounds great. The other thing that I think is quite daunting, like you were saying, you're adding newer elements into the, into this album, um, that, you know, aren't necessarily on the previous albums. 
I think it would be daunting to figure out where they need to be placed or layered, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in my head, because I've I wasn't a band previously, like twenty years ago, and I didn't really think about any of that shit when I was, you know, so mm-hmm. a, a younger age. But now, if I were to do that, and you know, I, I know more about music production than this, that, or the other. I think that would be super daunting, like placement and spatial placement for all these other things and stuff like that. So, like, how did you guys? You, is that something that you guys figured out, or is that something that you leaned on, like, you know, possibly outsiders, mass, you know, people that are handling audio uh, and mastering and stuff like that, or, or a producer? I don't even know if you use a producer on this album, but uh, Yarna did all of the producing. Really, okay. he, like he's part of the band, but when we're doing like the recording and the mixing, then he's also like. He's, he's, he's still in the band, but we also try to approach it like he's like he's some some outside per- person that we can like um, talk to for producing stuff. So right. it's it, it it starts a different dynamic once we we're, we're recording. Um, and uh, regarding the, the 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 clean vocals and 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 the clean guitars and stuff, um, it's that's mostly a question for Yarna, I would say. Mix related because he's he's very he's very knowledgeable about about the technical aspects of it, but I definitely know that like um, we had to think about like when you have like the clean parts followed by a very heavy part, you need to make sure that you can uh, create the the right volume balance and stuff between those two parts so that you can like achieve the climax that you're looking for. So that's stuff that we were really. Um, Talking with with Yarnan about like yeah we, we should really try and make this uh, I, I, it's it's hard to give it like um, a concrete example but to make it flow very well and to to create the right climax at the right time mm. when you're um, putting these two sections right uh, behind each other yeah yeah um, you guys have um, this is going to come out in a couple of weeks so but you guys um i don't i didn't see anything outside of you have a record release show later this month in november right your album your album release show uh it was it was um last week but it's yeah hold on what is this i got this pulled up right <laughs> here hold on oh yeah you mean the one in germany yeah, yeah, yeah okay, we, okay, we have okay also german release show yeah, yeah mary axmas the mary axmas yeah. show it says album release show yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. on the 24th as a German uh, release show that's correct yeah um, outside of that you have uh, announced currently I think you have a European tour scheduled for earlier next year too um, do you guys ever like make it and again forgive me but do you ever make it uh, overseas over to America and do you have that planned coming up uh, so far we haven't been able to to get to the States We've been to 70,000 tons of metal once. Mm. I think it was in 19, if I believe correctly. So that's the closest we've been to the States, I would say. Um, it was a great experience as well for us. We, I think it was, yeah, a good uh, good trip for us. Um, or, but our intention is definitely to to make it able to, to, be, to be able to, to go to the States. Um, we're working on things, but... Nothing is setting stone at the moment, but mm-hmm. things are in the works, and I believe we will be able to do it with this album. Um, but I'm not sure yet at what specific time. Um, that was a notification for us. I apologize. My calendar gave us a notification telling me the Carnation podcast is going on now, which I know <laughs> I'm very very aware of. Sorry about that. Continue. <laughs> yeah, just um, we're working on stuff, but nothing's been set in stone yet. 
So um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that it will happen for this album, but I'm not sure yet uh, at what point in time. Uh, did And again, uh, obviously you guys did the 70 tons and I want to kind of touch on that and how your experience was, but did, uh, the, COVID, did the pandemic kind of hinder uh, you guys' uh, touring in America or abroad or anything like that? Or was that just something that wasn't happening for you guys in general at that, at that time? Right. We released our, our second album, I think, in September 2020. So that was pretty in the horrible thick. time to release an album. Yeah, in the uh, <laughs> that was not uh, not great. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely lost some opportunities at that time. We had like a very big European tour scheduled at that moment. Um, and yeah, that never that never happened. We, we rescheduled it like two or three times and eventually it was was canceled because of like it kept on. Yeah kept on going and going so it was completely wiped off the table at the at the end um and that's what we're like okay it's not gonna happen with the second album we're not gonna be able to do like european tours or american tours um so we're just gonna focus on the the third one third album we're gonna try and do everything that we wanted to do with the second one with this album and um yeah, European tour is just announced, so that's already something that that we really wanted to do. We, it's been five years since our last European tour, so that was very important for us to be able to 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 make this happen. But definitely, yeah, America is also uh, in our sights. Um, so I'm hopeful uh, for next year. Awesome, and I, I don't mean to jump around, but uh, I want to touch base back on something you said. Uh, you know, like when you were talking about how when you write an album and then you play it live and there's little intricacies that change and you know you realize it much later after the fact uh revisiting some of your material that you play live is that a reason uh that you decided to do the live album because there are so many you know differences in like how the song matures or grows even after its release um i wouldn't say it was like the main reason why we did it um the main reason why we like to release live albums or live EPs and stuff is because we consider the live aspect one of our strongest suits. We consider it like um, performing live is, is very, very important for us. And um, I think we, um, we were, uh, were able to convince a lot of people when we perform live, I would say. Mm -hmm. So we like to focus on, on, on the live, as, live aspect of the band. We've been together with the same group since 2016. Um, same guys, nobody, no, no, no one's ever changed. So we knew we know each other quite well uh, personally and musically. So I think our live aspect is quite quite strong, and that's why we we, we like to do the live records. It's as simple as that. So, awesome. Yeah. And and speaking of your live performance, do you always don uh, kind of like face paint, corpse paint, and where did that come from? Uh, yeah, I've I've been doing it for for years already. Uh, I do it every show, um, and it's because we also really like like the visual uh, aspect of a live show. Um, uh, like a guitar player, for example, is a very big King Diamond fan, and I mean we're all fans of of, of different kinds of bands. We do, we do that kind of stuff, so it's because we like it that we also do it. Because um, yeah, it, it it really transforms the the experience for us. It really gets us into the zone for the performance um yeah that's the main reason why why we want to do it because we just like to do it ourselves awesome yeah. 
Uh, and now cutting back over to 70 tons, uh, how was your experience on that cruise? Uh, I only ask because, you know, we sent some guys, uh, down to the last, this past years to kind of document the cruise and, uh, they're doing like a kind of a documentary on, uh, you know, on the whole like event. Um, and I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that as like, not only a person who's a part of the metal community and, you know, plays music, but as a fan of, you know, metal as well. So, uh, how was your experience on you know the boat with just a boat full of metalheads? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it was great actually for us. I, it was in 2019. I mean, it that whole week was one adrenaline fuel rush because I think we were notified that we w- would be able to go on the trip like four days before departure. I think mm. so. We had to like scramble book flights. <laughs> book like like uh do the visa stuff um like get everything sorted in like four days i mean i was i was like no sleep for four days get everything sorted um and then when we arrived i mean it's, it's like it just feels so amazing that you that we were able to to get to, to accomplish this in four days so from that point on it was just everything else is bonus now um and um the shows went went super great, and um, the atmosphere on the boat was 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 awesome. Um, I think that that cruise went to Haiti, I believe, and we also had a like a great day on, on the island. Um, it's extremely hot, I can remember. Yeah. So a lot of us got sunburned like very badly, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was a, a good time, and then we met a lot of cool people from from all around. Um, like people from the states and, and also people from South America that we that we people that we would never have met if we didn't go there. So yeah, it was a good opportunity for us. Yeah, yeah I think one of the things that they mentioned uh, when they got back was like how it's kind of like the UN of you know metal, whereas there's so many different countries that are represented represented on one ship, and you have so many people from also coming from so many more countries how it's just everyone kind of gets along and and you know it's kind of like a real positive situation and uh you know i don't really uh i view a lot of those cruises um they they look cool from abroad i don't necessarily know if i'd like to be a part of them or be on the (laughs) board because you know then you're trapped you're trapped with these people for like days on end i get what you mean (laughs) so yeah you can't you can't escape the boat so that's true but, but it's quite, it's quite a large boat, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. But it's just, I don't know if I could, I mean, I've been on cruises before, and even then that's kind of mm-hmm. like, I got to get off here every now and then. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, but the 70 tons one does uh, seem like one that I wouldn't mind being a part of, just because, again, it is so diverse. I'm not saying the other ones are diverse, but it's just culturally, worldly, internationally diverse, you know, that the I could probably stand being around you know those people I, I feel like but like the other ones not going to name names or anything like that but sometimes i'm like ooh, the crowd doesn't really i don't know if i want to be a part of that crowd right you know <laughs> where were um you know a lot of bands and a lot of artists listen to a lot of music while writing their own music uh you know and recording albums and such for kind of i don't know to either wipe their hard drive clean of their own mm-hmm. material or to gain inspiration what were some of the things that either inspired you 
in this uh, for the current album or for the newest album? And were there any kind of like bands slash albums that you kind of drew inspiration from as well? Oof. There's a, a big mix of st- of things that we have a, we as a collective have been listening to in these last two years. I would say that we we're on this, that we're on the in the preparation for this album. So for jo- for Jonathan, who's like the the main songwriter, uh, he plays uh, lead guitar. Um, I know his main inspiration for for this album was like "Somewhere Back in Time" from Iron Maiden. Mm. Um, he listened to that album like very extensively, and I, I think he drew a lot of inspiration from like the lead sections on that album and like um, the lead guitar work in general. Um, I think that because on our for that on our third album, you can it's noticeable that there's even more lead work compared to like the second one. It's gradually mm. getting more and more with every album and. It's an evolution that we're really enjoying. Um, and I think uh, I, I'm certain that Jonathan told us like, yeah, he got that he, he got that feeling to, to, to incorporate more and release sections from that somewhere back in time album. So that's like a big, big um, important influence uh, for this album. I mean, Jonathan is always listening to a lot of King Diamond and Merciful Fate. So that's also a big inspiration for him uh, in, the, in the guitar parts. Uh, for me personally, um, I've been listening to a lot of like doom metal stuff mm. because there's also like clean vocals now on the on this album, and I, I love a lot of the, the traditional doom metal bands, a lot of the the American acts as well. Um, I just generally enjoy listening to them. It's not like I'm trying to learn from their vocal style. It's, it's just I really love the sound that they have, like bands like Paul Bear and Chemist and stuff. Mm. So that, those are acts that I really enjoy uh, listen to a lot in the past two years. Um, yeah, I mean, Opet is always a big influence for us for everything that we yeah. do. Okay. Yeah, we've been listening to a lot of Opets ever since we were like, I think, thirteen or something. So yeah, <laughs> that's always been a big influence for us. Also, the Bloodbath albums always mm. um, definitely like um, everything that Michael Ackerfeld has done is is, is like very big. Uh, very big for us like I, for me personally for in the vocal department i used to listen a lot to his vocal style and to like while i was um like practicing my own vocals so yeah he's, he's a big influence for me um but i would say like bloodbath and, and open are like general influence general influence for carnation but i would say somewhere back in time and, and king diamond is, is more specific for this album i would say yeah and is there is there anything outside of music that has kind of lent inspiration for for not only you know uh your vocal style or lyrics but like for the album itself like uh you know events or whatever that may happen in your life yada yada i would lyrically like there's quite a big contrast compared to the first two albums like the first two albums were more um not based in our reality (laughs) more like science fiction based or like fantastical based uh, but for this album, I tried to base it more on things that people could relate to, or things that people could, th- things that could happen to different people. Um, so that's 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 quite a shift. I, I'm I wouldn't quite say it's like related to my personal life, but it's related to things I can see in my surroundings or or, th- or stories I can hear from from other people. Um, so yeah, there's definitely there's definitely I wouldn't say inspiration, but there's definitely source material from somewhere, I would say, uh, from from stories. 
um, like uh, Curse Mortality, for example, the title track. It's it's about it's about reflecting on life and it's about going old and and looking back at all, at all the choices that 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 you made and 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 like thinking about did I make the right choices or do I still have regrets about the choices that I made and am I happy with the person that I've become at, at the end of my life or, or or should I have taken a different turn at, at some point? And that's definitely, that's like that, that song, the inspiration or, or the source for that, that song is like when you're looking at people around you getting older and older all the time and, and like parents and stuff and, and grandparents and stuff and like seeing the situations they were in or, or stuff. And, and yeah, that's, that's the main inspiration for songs like that. So yeah definitely some influences from outside of music yeah yeah cool um jake our editor-in-chief uh when he reviewed the album he he said that you guys are were moving more into a straightforward death metal uh kind of sound would you agree to that do you mean did he mean like less away from the old school and more into the um he says moving just this is the line you know Moving uh, from a straightforward death metal sound to one that incorporates additional elements can be tricky, but Carnation have done it well, and this album sets some grand expectations for what will come. <laughs> yeah, I think if you compare it to like our first album, our first album was very, very old school centric. I would say old okay. school death metal centric. We we put a we tried to or or the sound that that we came up with or is was very much a mix between like the 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 old school american style and the old school swedish style we had like a balance between like like the death and roll elements that you get from the swedish bands and more like the the the, the american style bands from like uh, florida and stuff and and we used to combine those two those two styles a lot um but for this album we still have that we still have that old school foundation i would say it's still prevalent in the music but we wanted to like add some some other stuff from ourselves like to make it more like unique and that's mm -hmm. that's that's quite challenging because i don't think everybody likes that we are doing that but it's it's something that we specifically wanted to do for ourselves because we didn't want to write the same album over and over uh, i mean right. we, we did two like very old school albums and we still love listening to all this old school music but we wanted to like find our own little spots in this death metal landscape. Um, and that's why we've added uh, these, these new kind of things. And I can agree that the, um, the foundation has still the old school, but the sound definitely has maybe a bit of a more modern aspect to it. So it's like a mix between old school and modern in some way. And um, I think that's actually, I think we actually achieved quite well what we wanted to go for when we were talking beforehand, before the recordings. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Because uh, I was going to say, I'm not traditionally one who gravitates more towards an old school death metal sound. I've been getting better as I've gotten older and, you know, more open to it. Uh, not that I, again, not that I don't listen to it, but I don't necessarily stay in that vein that often. But with your new album, it wasn't... Uh, it definitely wasn't hard to listen to it multiple times. Like some of the older old school death metal sounding uh, albums were t to me. So, you know, that is, that makes sense a little bit because uh, you definitely do add a couple different elements in there and not just the clean singing or the acoustic guitar or whatever, because honestly, 
Uh, I don't even remember those those parts that often because it doesn't, you know, I don't know if it's bad that it doesn't stand out that much, but it might be good that it doesn't stand out that much and just kind of flows with it. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It was it was that, pulled off really well. That flow is really important that you just mentioned because that was something that we that we wanted to go for. Like, we wanted to include these two things. We, we don't want them to be, like, too um, too much, mm-hmm. like, we wanted to like show like hey we can also in- incorporate this and we we really wanted to write a song like replicant and stuff we, we, where it's more a um a clean vocal focus but we didn't want our, our existing fan base to think like man these guys completely changed their sound or something no we wanted to like really tread this this fine balance between we're still the same band who made chapel of a born somewhere that lies but we yeah we just want to create something different that also is inspiring to us but that's somewhere in the middle of what we were doing and something uh new yeah mm. <laughs> you, you said something earlier about uh getting ready for the 70 tons uh cruise and whatnot about like you know obtaining visas and stuff like that um is that something that you have to do when you're traveling even just abroad uh, not abroad but in europe like do you need uh, special visas to go from country to country? And are they different between like country and country or continent, obviously, because you have Europe and then, you know, uh, Asia and on the same continent and whatnot. Do you have to have like all these different, you know, papers and how difficult is that to kind of organize? Because you do see a lot of like, especially like bands that are trying to come over, at least to America, sometimes <clears throat> like I think Extol didn't get to come over recently because they didn't get their visa uh, you know, approved in time. And, you know, I don't know how long that process is because it seems like, you know, some bands do it far in advance and still get denied. So how, how much of a headache is that in general to deal with? I can tell you that, um, the U S visa application is notoriously difficult. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's definitely some, it creates some barrier barrier of entry for European bands, I would say, or like bands from across the world, because it's quite costly and quite um, quite intricate. It's like there's a lot of different steps, um, and I guess it's 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 good. It's 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 how they, they designed their system, and uh, <laughs> it's good that they that they they they're uh, what's the right word that they're um, yeah. Protect, protect yeah. their. I don't know if they're doing that, it for or just that gatekeeping. That, the, <laughs> that they pay attention to their details. That that was what I was gonna say. That okay. They pay attention to every detail. That's important. Um, but it's notoriously difficult. I mean, it's something that we've been talking about for so long because it's it's like an additional cost that you have to like mm. uh, take into account and and how much does that run? Wise, like how much does that run? Not to interrupt, but just how much does like an American visa run for like someone coming from Europe? And does it? Differ from country to country in pricing. Uh, I wouldn't know about that. Okay, I, I'm not quite sure, but it it, it can be like yeah. It also di- differ, depends on how you work. If you can can if you work with a U.S. lawyer or or if 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 it, their, their their fees apply as well and stuff, so it can get very mm. very expensive. Um, it also depends on how large your band is. If you're like a three person band, then it's obviously a lot cheaper than, than yeah. like a five person band for us. But I mean, I think it can be like six to seven hundred dollars a person, perhaps. Wow. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure, certain yet. Um, 
but it, 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 I, I can imagine it can go up to that amount depending on the fees that apply uh, for every step that you need to mm. uh, to take. Um, Does that not include, do you guys get taxed on like any kind of like, obviously you're coming over to quote unquote work, right? That's what the visa is for. So does the does the fee that you pay ahead of time cover any kind of like taxation that you might receive on like goods sold or uh, you know money that you get for performing every night? I'm I'm I'm, I'm strictly talking just um, the the fee you have to pay to like get the visa application right 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 started and like for like the the. Um, the lawyer to get like um, dealing with all the documents and stuff, and you need like a petitioner in um, in 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 the US for like um, it's a petition that these people would would come over for non-immigrant work and stuff. So it's 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 a lot of time and a lot of working hours. So that's like the whole fee mm-hmm. uh, on top of well um, regarding the other stuff. Yeah, that's that's also something that you need to take into account. But that's like you don't know what you're gonna sell up front, so that's something that's you have to um, think about um, during the tour, or after the tour. So yeah, interesting. I know before we got on, we were discussing like what the podcast was about, and you were saying like how how much how busy you have been in the last couple of months and dealing with the new record and stuff like that. But when Simon's not really focused on like you know carnation or you know new but like paving new death metal vibes. What does uh, what does Simon's interest behold? I'll be honest. I I I, I put like my my life and my soul in, into this band, so it's uh, <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time doing like all the stuff. If if we're not working towards shows, then I'm then we're working on new material, or we're we're working on admin stuff, or because we we we. There's a lot of day-to-day management that we also all just do ourselves as as band. So I, I, we spend most of our time on this. I try to also go to just shows as well. If there's like a cool tour package in the area, then I try to go out. Or if there's like a local show uh, or a festival or something, and I try to pick up uh, whatever's possible. Yeah. Um, so, but I also like like going to the gym. I like doing that a lot. So that's that's like really important for the sanity i would say yeah, i get it i get it <laughs> so so that's like a big uh, part of my time um do you yeah, do you like all live? five of us also go ahead, was, go sorry? ahead. no finish finish all five of you what we all, all five of us also work, still work day, day jobs so i mean we, we we don't have like a lot of time to do a lot of stuff except for like the day job and the band and then I'll, some working out and like partners and stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah daily life is what we call it you know <laughs> daily life yeah um do you mind like you don't have to disclose what you do but what do you do for your day job uh i work for the the belgian government oh so nice so you can yeah. get like you, you have an in for the visas you know uh not Speed exactly up. because <laughs> that's like it's like the u.s embassy so that's that's something completely different yeah. i work for the cultural department in, in belgium so yeah so what does that handle like the cultural department, what what does that necessarily handle? Like just day to day, like culture stuff, like arts and stuff, or yeah, it's like it can be any type of art. Like it can be like circus, or it can be like um, theater, or um, anything really. Anything that's that has to do with with culture in general, like can be like performance art or or installation art or anything. And we try to um, like 
subsidized projects in 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 Belgium for, for like artists who want to like uh, realize realize something or want to if they have like an idea that they want to produce but they need like funding or something then they can ask like a cultural department like hey here's my project plan would this be interesting for culture in Belgium and stuff and then we can look into this and stuff and so yeah that's some that's generally some stuff that that I and my day job entails so yeah. Do you ever get to, uh, do you ever try to slide in your own band into some things like, hey, you know, there's a really cool band that you could throw on this? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's tricky. I can't, I can't look at my own files. So that's, that's, uh, that's something that's a uh, no go. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, it's a big department. Let's yeah. put it like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I was going to ask you something else about that. Fleeting. That's the problem with trying to like do all these things off on the fly. You say something, and I try to remember it, and then I try to recall it after you're done talking. But then by that time, I may have already another question. Um, yeah. So prior prior to Carnation, you were in a different band, uh, Prematory. Is that all said and done, or you just kind of like moved on and Carnation's full full uh, fully not your full time gig? Yeah. I mean. I, there was a short period where I did like both, um, like I think 2013, 2014 maybe, but it was it was getting so busy just combining the two that that way that I just decided to go with Carnation because I felt like it had a lot of potential and because with the other band, um, all five members really started to drift apart a little bit. I mean, it's not like I'm still friends with a lot of them, but. Um, Everyone was starting different projects or, or really working on, on or different things or stuff. So it just became logical to to disband with uh, Crematory and, and focus on, on Carnation. For example, because like um, I used to be in a band with like Yuri from Evil Invaders, another Belgian band. Mm-hmm. Um, he was with me in, 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 in Crematory. So, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other guys who are doing a lot of music stuff as well right now. So, um we all decided to go like a different route and everyone actually ended up in like a different subgenre, I would say. So that's quite funny as well. Uh, yeah. That's cool. That's <laughs> cool. Well, Simon, uh, I'm going to uh, wrap it up here. Cause you know, I know you got a busy day of press and other things and it's also like midday here and I got stuff to do unfortunately for the rest of the day, but it was great chatting with you. Uh, again, yeah. carnation, uh, curse morality out now on season of mist. Hopefully one day in the near future, they'll be coming abroad. If not, you'll definitely be able to check them out in Europe. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Fingers Europe crossed. next April. Um, also, I think what we're doing is pairing this podcast with a contest to give away a, a vinyl and a shirt uh, off of the Curse Morality uh, merch you know, package. So definitely check that out and uh, definitely check out Carnation. And All right. Simon, thank you for sharing uh, this afternoon with us. We're sharing the same type of type of weather, shit weather. <laughs> so you know, I'm glad I I'm glad I wasn't the only one dealing with it today. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you for the interview. It was very pleasant to talk to you. So um, and hopefully we can meet uh, in the U.S. sometime soon. I hope. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I don't know if you're going to be on the 70k this this one coming <laughs> up, but I think we may be going down there for that. Uh, <laughs> So we'll see, you know, if it's a uh, if it's something that I can stand, you know, like being on the boat for for that long with all those people. <laughs> Who knows? I might do it again. You never know. It seems, in theory, man, it seems like a great time, but you know, 
don't know. I don't know. I like to have. I like to be alone a lot of the time. Not a lot of the time, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I like to be by myself and not have to deal with thousands of other people all the time. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. <laughs> cool, man. Well, take it easy and enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. You too. Have a great day. Take it easy, man. Bye. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.